0: So this morning, we want to praise and thank the Lord and uh, for His Word. Father, we want to thank You for Jesus, the Word of God this morning. Thank You for revealing Your Son to us in a greater way. And we know that Lord, You have given us an unction and an anointing. And You have ordained us in such a way that we could be priests and kings in the presence of the Lord. And that we could receive from heaven that download that you want us to have. So that we can minister to you and to your people in a dark and evil generation. I pray for every one of us that we might receive the spirits of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. And we thank you that Lord, the working of those spirits will bring us closer to you. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen and amen. I'm deeply concerned about the things that are going on in the body of Christ around the world and the kind of things that is being taught and preached from the pulpit that I believe is not hundred percent from God. A lot of it is being manipulated but there's a lot also coming out of ignorance. And you know, I find that ignorance is of a greater danger than false prophecies and false teachings. And we who are sensitive to the spirit of God must be able to grow in the things of God. If we remain Constantly fixed in one position throughout our lives Um, There's I believe very little Understanding and knowledge that will help us pass through that life So at the end of the day when you look back on your life, you will find that you have mostly struggled Because you have not given heed To what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and how it is that the Word of God is revealed And so in the last days the information that is being spread around in the world today is very confused and very uh, hidden in its intention and motivation. And we need to be a discerning people of what is actually going on around in the world and especially in the body of Christ. We ourselves can become people who act ignorantly because we have not sought the Spirit of the Lord and what it is that He's saying to us. And so it is incumbent, it is a responsibility of every single believer to bow their knees to the Living God and ask Him for the revelation that we need in these last days for our own spiritual growth for what we say we speak we do everything must be governed by what god says not what we think amen the word of god he says my thoughts are not your thoughts and so there is a clear demarcation there's a line there that if anything to do with our thoughts has no value It's simple as that. Anything that has to do with our thoughts has no value with God. So in other words, what God inputs into us by His thoughts, by His word, by His revelation is what holds value to Him. We are the vessels through which that word goes through and it is processed in our thinking and in our understanding so that we then articulate that back to Him or by action and then he receives it as a living sacrifice too many people have heard preaching and teaching around the world you know they do 50% good 70% good 80% good 100% good and we're all guilty of that okay 100% good is good but to get to 100% good you need to go through the process of 30 60 100 Right which God gives. Amen. You don't get to grow. You don't get to have anything unless God gives it to you. Amen. You cannot sit down and study this book by yourself and expect to get something out of it by intellect. Okay theology and doctrines and those sort of things that come out of it can Confuse you and cause you to preach the wrong gospel. So it is only by revelation of the Spirit of God that what He reveals is valid in heaven and is valid in achieving the results that we seek upon the earth. So let us turn our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 3 and we're going to look at how God interacted with Samuel. And what it is that he said to him that is relevant to us today 1 Samuel chapter 3 and just look at one verse verse 7 now Samuel did not yet know the Lord neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him close attention to this verse Samuel was a dedicated child prophesied and brought into the world and dedicated into the temple to serve in the temple as a priest but he did not know the Lord isn't that strange <laughs> that there are many many such people in the church today that they serve in the temple the church of the Lord but they don't know the Lord. It's very, very disheartening because the one who knows the Lord can see it in that person. Just by simply their actions or by talking. But in this case, there was a reason for that, a very good reason. And it then goes on to say that Samuel also, that God was not revealed, or the Word of the Lord was not yet revealed to him. So this is another scenario that is happening in the in the church today. That on the one hand, we have people who have a revelation of God, but don't have a revelation of the word. And this is an anomaly. This is a difficult thing to handle. Because they could be saved, but they don't know the word of the Lord because it has not been revealed they have not sought it by revelation they have sought it by going to Bible college they have sought it by some other mentor, a man's teaching attending the church listening to sermons and they say "Yeah, if that guy can think that way and talk that way then maybe if I emulate him then I will get the same result and quite a lot of the times they do but it is not of the Lord because the word of God was not revealed to them. So we have a difficult situation as to how we discern what we listen to and what we hear. Amen? So let's go to verse 21. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord look at this 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 is the exact opposite of what was going on in verse 7 and now God has revealed himself to Samuel and then he is revealing himself to Samuel by the word of the Lord I think this is a very very important passage to think about because of what we are facing in the church today there are going to come the time or the times in the world very soon when there will be so much confusion about the world that you will not know what to think and you will not know what to believe because a lot of it will be hidden, a lot of it will be confused. And a lot of it will come in a way that will tickle your desire, that you will pursue it. And you will find yourself miles and miles away from the course that God has set for you. Let us go to Samuel, again chapter 3 verse 1. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days, there was no open vision. Let's read it again. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. What does that mean? That there was no open revelation. A vision is a revelation, something you see. Okay, a revelation is something that you see either by knowing or by your spiritual eyes, you actually see it. And that's a revelation. So, it brings us back to this question. Do we know the Lord the way He wants us to know Him? Or have we gleaned for ourselves information from the Bible and by attending church and by watching other Christians and listening to YouTube messages what it is that the Lord is saying to us and who it is that we are worshipping? People are confused. If you go on the streets, as we do, and we talk to people, they're confused. They don't know what to believe anymore. Because they examine everything by their intellect. And much of the church does that today. They examine everything by the intellect. And because we are dichotomy, because we are flesh and spirit, there is this danger of us looking at spiritual things using the flesh. Okay? And that's got to stop. That's got to come to a place where we begin to understand things by the spirit. Spirit speaking to spirit. This is where the relationship is blossoming and is uh, being worked out between you and God when you interact with Him by the spirit. Any other method that you use to interact with Him will not have value with Him and it will not bring back the results that you see nor will it cause you to build upon a foundation that has been laid in your life so that you can grow spiritually. So you will remain a babe, you will remain a child and you will always be crying for milk instead of asking for meat. Because it is in the eating of the meat that is the strength, that is the real strength, that is the real doing, that is the real power of God operating. So what my prayer is, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Not that he has not already revealed himself. It's not that I'm not already born again. It's not that I don't know him. But I want to know him more in the way that he wants to reveal himself to me because if he didn't reveal himself in, a, in his entirety I would not be able to survive just like Moses, he said if you see me, you will die so I cannot reveal myself completely to you, but you will see my hidden parts and I will put my hand upon you in the cleft of the rock, what does he mean the cleft of the rock? The cleft of the rock is Jesus, I will hide you in Jesus, And in Jesus you will see me hallelujah glory to God that he has given us Jesus not only to die on the cross for our sins and to rise again but in Jesus you will see God and in Jesus you will get to know God that's why Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the Father without me and many Many, many, many people in the last days are going to go or try to go to God without Jesus. And this is going to be a sad indictment on the church. Already there are many, many churches that don't acknowledge Jesus as the head of the church. They don't preach Him. They don't teach Him. They don't invite Him into the services. They don't have a manifestation of Christ in their in their life or in the churches. And that's saddening the heart of the Lord because it has not he has not been revealed. When you don't reveal Jesus, you don't reveal God. Simple as that. I and my Father are one. Amen. So you've got to see Jesus, to see the Father so the interaction and the and, and the relationship that the holy spirit is creating for us in the church is not so much a relationship with the holy spirit though we should have one but he wants us his desire for us is to see jesus to know him to understand him to walk with him to believe in him and to know that he is seated upon the throne over our lives and that he will honor what is meant for us but that has to come by revelation because otherwise what you're going to do is put your flesh constantly in the way of your revelation and you will say God the only way you can reveal yourself to me is if you do something for me it is not in the doing that God is revealed it is in the seeing How many of you have seen Jesus? How many of you have had a visitation of Jesus? Why have you not sought it? That's the question. Is God hiding himself? Does he not want to show himself to you? That's not true. It's a lie of the devil. God's greatest desire is to be with you and visit you and to minister to you and to love on you and for you to love on Him. Amen? And so He reveals Himself to us through the Word. Now, we are so bogged down with doctrine and theology and that we, we mistake and misunderstand and we compute something out of this word, that doesn't even belong there. And this is the danger of taking passages from the Bible, putting them together and forming a doctrine or a theology or an understanding. It doesn't even have to be anything. Like a doctrine or a theology, it's just an understanding. This is who I know Christ is and that's all I care about. That's all I want to know. So don't bother me with any more information. It's too much. The reason it's too much is because you have prayed the prayer for God to expand and enlarge your capacity to receive, to receive His vision for you. And His mission for you is the greater knowledge of Jesus. Amen. And this is the danger we are going to face in a greater way in the last days. The two ways that God reveals Himself to us is by His own sovereign way. He appears. He comes to us. He talks to us. He reveals through His word something He wants us to know. That's the two ways. God revealing to us who He is by a manifestation all by His word. And so we begin to understand that someone called God is now revealed in Jesus and Jesus reveals the word that is written down for us who is God. Wow. You mean say this is who I worship. Or you could wake up one day fifty years down the track of your life and say, my goodness, I missed it all together, I didn't even know who I worshipped. You say, how can it be? Well, he turned up at the well in Sychar, and he talked to the Samaritan woman, and she said, who are you? We have got the well by Jacob, and we are worshipped, and he said, you don't know what you worship. Wow, an entire sect of people didn't know who or what they worshipped. He said, you don't know. It's it's a fantasy in your mind. It's an assurance that you have given yourself, that you are kosher, and that you are saved and you're going to heaven. So why bother? Because I've got tradition, I've got temple, I've got the law, I've got the ordinances, I've got church, I've got my pastor, I've got Pentecostalism, I've got baptism, I've got I can speak in tongues, so I'm going to heaven. So why bother learning anything more about Jesus? And God, the Holy Spirit, is constantly pushing in on us. Saying, listen, I've got more for you. I've got much more than you can even imagine. Right? And you say, nah, I'm happy with what I got. I don't need anything. So he goes away grieved. He goes away grieved because his attempts have been rejected. One day Peter went up to the roof to pray and he got an open vision, a revelation of God's intentions towards the Gentiles. And what Peter said was, I don't want to know about this because in the law it says a Jew cannot mix with a (laughs) gentile. How many of us have rejected revelation that has come to us because it's not sitting pretty with us? Or because we have a theology that says, no, this can't be God. Because it's written in the scriptures. And therefore, I reject what God is saying to me by his audible voice or by his vision. Here's something that God wants to write afresh on your heart. Through a vision, through a dream, through a prophecy. And you reject it because of your knowledge of the Bible and you say, no, I don't want it. It doesn't fit with my theology. And God says, Sorry, you don't call what I call clean unclean. This is new stuff that you don't know anything about. But has been prophesied from the beginning of time that I'm not the God of the Jews alone, but I'm the God of the Gentiles. And that the only way for either Jew or Gentile to get saved is through Jesus. I want to reveal Jesus to the Gentiles. You take that message to the Gentiles and preach it to them. So, no, I can't do that because they're going to chop my head off. The Jews won't like it and all these objections. He said, no, you go and do what I tell you to do. Revelation comes at a price. It, what is the price? It gets you out of your comfort zone. What does not come out of revelation into our lives or from the pulpit is invalid. It's not accepted in heaven, it's invalid. So it's all wasted, it all falls to the ground. That's why I push so hard for the people who are coming up to the pulpit, that I write to them, I preach to them, I talk to them, I visit them at their homes and I tell them, come on, you can do better than that. And they think I'm having a go at them. No, I'm not. Because I know the potential and I know where they're at. And I know where they should be. And what they're not doing that is invalid in heaven. So if it is invalid in heaven, it is invalid in Calvary assembly. So it's no good to us. That's the pastor's job. That's the pastor's job. You want to train someone you make them better so you train them to be better you cannot become better without training you know that the secular world teaches you that right. let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. So He's using the word revealed. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. You cannot know anything in the realm of the spirit except the spirit of the Lord reveals it to you. That's what the Bible says. You can know the things of the world by your natural ability, by your studies and whatever else. Your five senses of the natural. But if you want to know anything in the spiritual, it has to be in the Spirit of God. Right? Like I wanted to prophesy, I wanted to know about the things of the spiritual in prophecy, but I, I could not do it till the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I saw it in other people, I saw other people functioning in it, and I wanted it and I couldn't get it till the Holy Spirit spoke to me. So my desire caused me to go into the realm of the Spirit and call upon, God and say, God, I need this. So my spirit was talking to God's spirit and saying, I need this. And then it came. And when it came, I received it as of God because now my spirit is receiving it, not my natural man. Because my natural man wants to reject it and says, hey, hang on, this is rubbish. This can't be right. You know, it's me making it up in my mind. No! It's your spirit that has received it. It's your spirit that's going to put it into your soul and it's going you're going to speak it out. That's how it works. See, what happened with the Jews and the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees was that they got involved with the ordinances of God, the, the law, the Mosaic law. But they lost sight of what was spiritual and when they lost sight of what was spiritual, right? they lost sight of what God was saying to them and they made the temple and the scriptures greater than God. This is the danger, is that you become too intellectual with your scriptures. And then you have all these arguments about what is right, and what is wrong, because you're using scripture. You're not using revelation, you're not using the spirit of Let's go to John chapter 5. Verse 37 onwards. And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. Ye have not neither heard his voice at any man, nor seen his shame. And you have not his word abiding in you, for whom he had sent him you believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me, that you might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, name, him you will receive. How can you believe which receiveth honor of another, and seek not the honor that comes from God? Do you think that I will accuse you to the Father? There is one even accuseth you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For ye you had believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? Hmm. Here these Jews were searching the scriptures. They had made a God, a deity unto themselves, in the temple, in the oracles, in the sacrifices. And suddenly the image of God was shattered. Well then, when Jesus turned up on the scene, and he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he says, you don't know me, you're rejecting me. Suddenly the whole world fell apart. The whole world fell apart. How often does that happen to us when some predicament comes our way and we get into such a serious problem, right, that we we cannot even think about God anymore. And so we go searching for scriptures, for a word of prophecy or something, to come our way so that we can get a hope and we can get something out of it, you know that will help us in our situation and God says, no receive me just receive me open your heart I'm standing right here how many years did God call on me receive me and I just refused Because of the world, because of what I was eating, drugs, and alcohol, and all the other stuff. But yet he was revealing himself to me, constantly calling me. Didn't want to go, because I had my own world, all sorted out. And that's what's happening to the church in the last days. They have their world. They don't have Christ. They don't interact with him anymore. A lot of the church doesn't. A survey was done about pastors as to how much they pray. And about 80% of pastors around the world don't even pray three minutes a day. How can you know God? How can you know God if you don't pray? Prayer is not about you know, kneeling down and fasting and hitting your chest with your hand. No, 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 no. Prayer is about relationship. It's about talking to God, listening and hearing what God has to say. That's what prayer is. And that's how you get to know Him. See, I know when you come to me with theology. I know it. I know when you come and talk to me out of your flesh. I know it. Because the spirit of the Lord is working in me and through me. So and I know that when I speak to you spiritual things that you cannot receive it. Because you are not receiving it in your spirit. I know it. So that's how I know how to minister. That's how I know how to be patient. That's how I know how to love. Because otherwise I would lose my own way because of you. We are all in the same book. We're all at different levels of maturity. We're all at different levels of encounters with Jesus and revelations of Jesus. But there is this aspect of having to grow in Christ Jesus. That is the most important thing for a born-again Christian. Because when we don't grow, you stagnate or you backslide. There's not actually there's no places for stagnation. It's backsliding or you're going for one of the two. So God is interested in revealing Himself. But people are more dependent on scriptures than they are on God speaking and then confirming through the scriptures. Because His word has been given for that reason. So the destruction follows. You see, just a simple act of giving money. I used to give money and I was to take, be taken for a ride. Thousands of dollars So I cried out to the Lord and I said, Lord, your word says that, you know we have to give money and here I'm He said, Did you ask me? I said, but you he said, did you ask me? I said, but you I said did you ask me. So we alienate the personal relationship with Christ or the written word. We act upon what the written word says without the relationship. We lose up. Because it is not sanctioned by heaven. You, can, you cannot claim a word from here. Unless the Spirit of God infuses it with life. There has to be a Rima that comes out of the Logos. The Logos is the written word. The Rima is the revealed word. So the Logos is only revealed by the Rima, if the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you, he will also raise you in the same way. So here is the word working to reveal Christ, otherwise it brings destruction. So be careful of what you preach and hear being preached. 99% 99% truth, 1% lie, you're gone. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to tell you that it will deviate you from the journey you're supposed to be on. That's how the devil got Eve. He gave her 99% truth and told her one lie. He got her. And that's what he's doing today. He's lying to the people in the world. He's not only really putting veils over their eyes, but he's lying to them openly. So much so that they're, they're, they're persecuting Christians all over the world, saying that we are the ones who are bad. You know, we have not made an atom bomb. We have never started a war. We have not robbed money or beaten up people or done any of those things. We are just preaching Jesus. So, how can we be a threat? How can we be a threat? Because they know that through us the kingdom of God is being established upon the earth. That their time is coming to an end. They know it. When Jesus went to deliver the gathering, those demons spoke up and said, Have you come now to send us to hell? They knew their time was running out. Jesus had come on the scene, manifested himself 2,000 years ago, and that was signaling the end of days. A manifestation of Jesus upon the earth signaled the end of days. Now the manifestation of Jesus In a greater way the church in the last days is manifesting or signaling the end of the end of the end days The more you see Jesus in the church Get ready Get ready There are very few people in the world who can speak and teach and preach the correct message Because too many of them have got other influences into their thinking. Not all of it is error. A lot of it is out of ignorance. And therefore it becomes error. One of the biggest mistakes people do is conclude on their knowledge. They conclude on their knowledge. And then I said, okay, if you have concluded on your knowledge, let me see the manifestation of that conclusion. And they cannot demonstrate the word of God. I was in a scenario where there were six or seven Hindus, uh, I'm sorry, six or seven Christians and one Hindu, and he was holding us all at bay. And I said, Lord, this one Hindu is holding all of us at bay, what do we do? He said, challenge him. So I said, hey, enough talking. I said, if you believe that, uh, if, you, if you open your heart now and bow down to Jesus, he will come into your life and you will be saved. And he just shut up. He never talked again after that. You, you cannot, you cannot Live your Christian life as a silent witness. You have to open your mouth and you have to speak what God puts into your spirit. Only then will you change your family, only then will you change your environment, only then will you change your country, only then will your prayers go up to heaven. Please read the teaching letter today, violent prayer, very very important, God is interested in what you do on the earth while you are on the earth for the kingdom of God. So he has given us seven spirits and the seven spirits are working together. We find in Isaiah uh, 11, 1-3 that when these spirits work together that revelation begins to happen. Jesus spoke to the uh, disciples in Luke 24, 49 and he said, go and wait in Jerusalem for power from on high." Revelation can come after you obey. Right? And people think, oh no, I don't want to do that. You know, only if God reveals everything to me, will I take the next step now. When God spoke to me in the morning at 7.30 and said, take up your cross and follow me, give up your business. He didn't tell me anything about salary, income, support. He didn't tell me about family or what to do or where to go. He just said, what part of God don't you understand? G-O-O. And many of you are waiting for some information about all the other things to be taken care of before you will open your mouth and say something. no obedience. Revelation came after obedience. The disciples went and waited in Jerusalem and they got the revelation of what was written in Job. And the Spirit of the Lord hid them and they all prophesied, spoke in tongues and did all sorts of wonderful miracles, signs and wonders. And thousands were added to the church that day. But Revelation also comes out of our searching God. And then obedience follows. So we've got the book of Revelation telling us about the end days. How much are you obeying that word? Because in that word is the preparation. Because in that word is the positioning for the church in the last days. We're so worried about numbers. Okay, we're so worried about whether people come to church or don't come to church. No, I'm interceding for them, I'm not worried about it. Because they're not in a position, they're not in preparation, where they might have some other ideas about, you know, yeah, I'm right, right, so I don't need to go to church, Well, so fine, don't go to church. It's all about going to church that's going to save you. Right? It's about knowing God and what He's saying to you in the last days. But in church, you will get the fellowship, you'll get the strength, you'll get the oneness. You see, my cousins are dying right now. No, sorry, sorry, they're not dying. They got COVID-19, okay, and they're both doctors. They got it out of their doing their practice. And got bad yesterday. The saturation levels went down. Oxygen wasn't getting. It. So they ran up, and and and, and it it. I could sense the panic in her voice, the wife's voice. But that panic started to hit me, because these are my cousins. And I said, no. I said, you will get well now in the name of Jesus. So, later on in the day, they told me the saturation levels had gone up, and they were up to 98%. This morning he says, pray that they will not need he will not need oxygen. He's getting better, but then he's still on a small bit of oxygen. I just replied back and I said, In three days God will release you. In three days. And I said this to them when they first told me about being hit by COVID 19 I said, the reason you are facing this problem today is because God is changing your ministry. God is changing your profession. And you've got to listen. Because if you do not listen, even if you get better and get healthy and stay healthy the rest of your life, you'll miss the mark. There comes a time in our lives when God will come and intervene and will speak in a certain way. That is revelation. And if we don't pay attention to it because it gets mixed up with everything else and we don't understand which is the voice of God and which is the voice of the devil and which is the voice of the world, you will make a mistake and you will go off in a different path. I'm not talking about your salvation, I'm talking about your destiny. Then when you get up to heaven and say, God I laid all these things up in heaven for my future there in heaven. He says, no, there's nothing in your bank account because you did not go down the journey. I asked you to go down. That's why he called the rich young ruler, sell everything. So I pray my cousins listen. Because it's very hard to give up a medical profession. You think you're doing good for the community. I feel in my spirit very strongly. Because I've been working with them for ages. They were the ones that I activated when I went this time to India. And they saw the power of God. The time has come folks. The time has come for us in this church. You need to shift in the atmosphere. You need to shift with the atmosphere. Otherwise, you're going to lose sight of what it is that God is actually saying and doing in the last days. We must act on that revelation and have it confirmed by two or three witnesses of this world. You know, many, many people get stuck with scriptures as I said before. And they get a revelation. Mormonism started through revelation. A false angel called Moroni came and visited this guy, Joseph Smith, and told him that God is going to start a denomination through him. He believed it and he took off and there become one of the biggest denominations in the world. But there are a couple Right? Got the wrong revelation. Same thing's happening in modern day theology and churches today. The practice, you watch the practice of certain churches, you work it out very fast what it is that they're doing. Forget about how good their worship is, forget about how s- the size of the church, forget about all of those things. Listen to what they're preaching. Okay? Listen to what they're doing. They may have many good works as well with them. But is it from the Lord? That is something you have to discern. I can't tell you. You have to discern it for yourself. Because your destiny is going to be determined by what you receive through those messages. And this is the last days I'm telling you. What you listen to and what it is that you receive. So we need understanding and discernment. By not allowing the Word of God to have preeminence in our hearts, we follow our own thoughts and sights. God said, My people perish for the lack of knowledge and standing. Why is that? Because they don't listen to the words of God. You see, you cannot have a, a revelation of ministry or where direction of the church should go or you should go without vision. You can become a functionary. right? You say, I'm an evangelist, so I'll just keep doing evangelism. I'm a prophet, so I'll just keep prophesying. I'm an apostle, so I'll just go around churches and preach, you know, and build churches and plant churches. Without vision. It is practice. It's not vision. It's what a denomination has developed inside. They'll come, they will commend you. They will say, oh, fantastic, you planted thousand churches for the denomination. They will protect the denomination. Always protect the kingdom of God first. Seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. so without vision your ministry your future as a christian is in jeopardy because you can bog yourself down with the world like in the cares of the world the seed that fell in the thorny bushes or you can get offended by the word because of hard ground because it's telling you something that you don't want to hear or the devil can take it from you so no vision my people perish for the lack of knowledge and vision So said, wow what does that mean Lord? he said they are dying
1: they are dying by the
0: thousands by the millions because they don't know what I have done on the cross for them and what I am doing being seated on the throne right now see God bypasses people who have no vision did you know that? Eli the high priest you know, didn't have a vision. He was he was chosen priest of God, but didn't have a vision for the kingdom of God. He had a vision for his family, so he allowed his children, who were priests in the temple, to sleep with the women, take the choice meat, do all the bad things, and when God wanted, he didn't do anything about his children. Why do you think I'm so hard with you? You may not like me because, of it, but you are my children. If I'm not hard with you, you will not listen. Right? I'm, I'm more afraid of God than I am of you. You say I gave you them and you, you didn't look after them. You didn't tell them the truth. You didn't preach the gospel. Yeah, but God, you know, I'm a bit frightened of them. They might sack me or they might do something else or they might talk bad about me. You say, okay. They are your responsibility. so it's up to me to do the right thing. He didn't. Eli didn't do the right thing he got bypassed, his family got bypassed it went to Samuel and he died, Eli died same thing happened with Samson same thing happened with Balaam same thing happened with Lot and almost all the kings of old, the same thing happened with them because they had no vision The moment they became king, they wanted to rule the country their way. They didn't want to let God rule the country. You become pastor of a church or you become a prophet or a teacher or something. You cannot do what you want to do. You got to do it God's way. The mantle is from God. And you don't take the mantle and then you do things your way. No. You do it God's way. And then you know that you have received of the Lord. See, kingdom responsibilities are extremely important because accountability goes with kingdom responsibilities. And you're not accountable so much on the earth as you are in heaven before God. God will ask you. will say, what did you do with the talents I gave you? And he deals harshly with people who throw it away. I believe that in the church and the local body, we need to push on vision. You know, my heart is glad to see in Margaret River, the first day, 18, 19 people. Second day, 17. After that, another 16 or something. I don't know how much. There were about 12 or something yesterday. Or more. Fantastic. That tells me that, you know, Something good is happening in your spirits. That you want to go out there and preach the gospel. Because you see a dying world. It's fantastic. Now I didn't choose Margaret River out of my own imagination. God told me Margaret. So I'm seeing the fruit of what God told me. I don't know how many tracks have we distributed. Over a thousand plus tracks. We've done better there than we've done here in six years. In just three weeks or four weeks. That's God. It's gotta be God. It's no man. Right? So when you come into a local body, you gotta have a vision for the local body. Because there are visions within visions. Right? Overall kingdom vision and what we are doing. Is part of the kingdom vision of what God's agenda is. And so you will see that if you press in, press in to God, by yourself, okay, don't depend on the next guy. By yourself, press into God, and you will see God will bless you and you will see great things that you've never seen before. Rome was not built in a day. Okay? So your lives are not built in a day. God is working with you. And God savors every moment of his relationship with us. Because he's building an everlasting house with us. He's going to live with us forever and ever. Do you think I want to live with someone who's cantankerous? Or adulterous? Or cannot be trusted? Or lies? Or has hidden agendas and intentions in their heart? Do you think I want to live with such a person? No way. Not in the natural. And God himself doesn't want to live with such a person. God wants to live with a person who thinks like him and acts like him and has a vision like him and knows that he can trust such a person with revelation. He couldn't trust Lucifer with revelation. Lucifer got fantastic revelation. Now he thought he'd become God. He can't become God and he rebelled against God. And that's what's happening in the church today. That people who've got gifts and talents and have got big churches and they say, oh yeah, I know the word and this and that and they're preaching and teaching stuff that is not true. You must seek the word for yourself. My greatest desire is that you find out for yourself. And let God reveal himself to you and let him reveal his word to you. Then you will know. Then you will understand. We are his workmanship that is being birthed in in patience and in love. Anything that is born, which is born out of vision or revelation, not born out of revelation, is a waste of time. Apostle Paul, as I conclude, was known as Saul. He knew the scriptures inside out. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. The Old Testament was his baby. But it taught him the wrong thing. It taught him to persecute God. In his zeal and in his knowledge of the scriptures, he thought he was doing a holy thing. He said in the last days, they will kill you. Listen to me carefully. They will kill you thinking that they are doing a good thing before God. How do you think that killing is going to take place? This is the spirit of the Lord speaking. It's not me. It's not in my notes. How do you think they will kill you in the last days? They will feed you false information that you will listen to and you will believe and you will not bother to ask them because you will look at a man and you look at his status, you will look at his power, you will look at his miracles, signs, and wonders, you will look at those things and you will say, No, he's got to be from God. When Nicodemus came to Jesus and he said, You have to be from God because you are doing such miracles, Jesus never said anything about it. He said, I didn't say I'm from God, he just said, You must be born again. To see, what is seen? Revelation. What's the use of revelation if you don't have faith to act upon the revelation? So the faith to act upon revelation, he said, you must enter. Many see the kingdom of God. Many do and many will say they see the kingdom of God and it looks like this and it looks like that. And Jesus is here and Jesus is there let's go running after that because revival is happening there and reviving up there. No, stay in your position. And seek God and enter into his kingdom by yourself through the power of the Holy Ghost and his scriptures. Then, then, and only then, will the gates, the purley gates open to you. Apostle Paul, known as Saul, was on a wrong journey. But thank God he was on the road to Damascus. Because that was the place of encounter. That was the place of encounter. And he met Jesus. And he said this, he said, I am the least of the apostles who has met Jesus out of a late birth. And then he said this, that he might reveal himself in me. (laughs) Wow. Mm. That he might reveal himself in me Mm. and through me. I said, wow. You mean to say, all these things are happening so that Christ can reveal himself in me and through me. And the Lord says, yes. Then he says in Galatians 1, verses 11 and 12. He said, I have not received any of these things. Let's go there as we wind up. Galatians 1. Galatians 1, 11 and 12. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached on me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow. I say, that's powerful. Something downloaded from heaven that did not belong on earth. There was not a single scripture that he had understood, even in the Old Testament, that was by revelation. And he said, now I have received everything that I know, and everything I preach, and everything I talk, and everything I do, by revelation. Then you go to Galatians chapter 1, and we look at Verse 15 and he says, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen immediately I conferred not with flesh. He stopped talking to the flesh. He stopped talking to himself, he stopped talking to others about knowledge, about understanding Christ or anything else. He just went into his prayer closet and from there he received every single thing he wrote down for us which is inspired by the Holy Ghost and is being taught for centuries by the Holy Ghost as the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Why do you want to listen to anything else? Because they want to tickle your ears, they want to tell you how nice you are, how beautiful you are, how you will make it to heaven, don't worry about it, live anywhere you like, extreme grace, sin when you want, do what you want, don't repent, you know, God is with you, He loves you till the very end, you know, God doesn't care about your thing, what you're doing, even He only cares about your soul, so don't worry, don't worry, even if you go to the last day, you will make it and all this sort of stuff and God will save you, you know, He who began a good work in you, will also be able to finish it and all this sort of stuff. But I'm not seeing that. What I'm seeing is people going to hell. Because they don't want to believe the true gospel being preached to them by Jesus through the Holy Ghost. Let us pray. Maybe today you need to make a confession to God. I don't know where you're at with your Christian faith. But if you have walked away from God through ignorance or through false teaching or prophecies or some other thing, you need to re-examine your vision. You need to re-examine who you are and where you're going and what journey you're on. So let us take a moment say, God, forgive me. Forgive me of my sin of presumption. Forgive me of my sin of presumption that I might turn from my wicked ways and turn back to you and know you for who you are. Reveal yourself to me. The information I have is not enough. I need more in the last days. Help me now, my prayer. And I might have a visitation from you, a revelation, an understanding. And I will be blessed. Thank you Lord. Bless your children this morning, that they might get confession, receive a revelation that you want to give them, that you will release it to them, that you'll help them understand what they need to. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you'd order the mind. You'd order the spirit. Thank you, Lord. Bring it all together. Align us to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. If anybody needs prayers,